Why does everyone always ask us if we're okay? Like we're unstable, bitch. You're listening to 1-800-UNSTABLE-BITCH. Trigger warning. This episode contains discussion about mental health, depression, physical, and emotional abuse. Please continue at your own discretion. Welcome back to the second episode of 1-800-UNSTABLE-BITCH. We are your hosts, Lexi Zangi and Sydney Stabile. We're so excited to be back again. You guys don't even know what we have planned for this episode. It's a lot of trauma and it's a lot of digging up the past. It's going to be deep. It's going to be deep and it's going to be emotional, but you know what? You kind of got to go to that level for this podcast to really work and reach people. I also want to talk about last week's episode. I am sorry about the technical difficulties. I am learning as I go, people. We've gotten so much love. I'm so grateful for all the comments and texts we each got. Yeah. We're so lucky. And we're, we're so, so happy. happy you all enjoyed Ooh. it. Jinx. Ooh, jinx that. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Me and Sydney are actually really anxious about this episode because it's so essential to learn where your trauma, your anxiety, or depression came from. So you have to go back. And you have yeah. to go back to the ugly stuff, right? The ugly stuff. The stuff that made us the way that we are. And we hope that you guys do some inner reflecting too with this episode and really figure out why some things trigger or bother you. And breathe out. Breathe in. And out. <laughs> we have to do breathing exercises because we we're both having anxiety attacks. We literally are. Because neither of us really want to shed the tea on our lives we just know that when it gets deep that's when the tears come out like for me i'm such a sensitive bitch like i cry over everything and the second i mention any of my trauma i'm gonna be like like i I just know it i know okay so let's go back let's go back okay you're a little kid maybe a baby you probably don't remember anything from being a toddler if you do like that's honestly strange yeah (laughs) actually no i feel like this is so weird really off topic really fast but like I completely remember shit when I was, like, four. Like, really young, and I don't remember anything when I was in, like... I don't even know, which is... I remember such weird details when I was little. Okay, but are they, like, traumatic details? Or, like, really... Like, big memories, not, like, small little things. Like, just weird shit. Like, I... When I okay, was what's an example? Four years old. No, five years old. I cut my three-year-old sister's hair and gave her, like, a buzz cut and shoved it <laughs> under my bed. Like, okay, that's what I'm saying. I remember, Why I remember like that. that. That's yes. just weird. No, like, I remember things like that, too. I like, was also a bitch. Like, who does that? Please. I was <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, dyed my hair a million different times. Actually, no, I, like, cut it when I was a flower girl two times in my life. Did you ever cut bangs when you were younger? Yes. Oh I used God, to cut bangs all the time. Yeah. Like, ugly bangs. I put a bunch of grease in my hair the night before I was a flower <laughs> girl, and my mom tried everything to get it out. It did not work. Like, and then I like chopped my hair halfway, so it was like this uneven cut. Hey, don't even get me started. I used to give myself so many haircuts, and then used to have to write apologies on like a letter and present it to my mom and dad. Like, who did we think we were? I don't know. Like, literally not hairdressers. Like, who the no, hell? Definitely not. I, I don't, don't know. know. Okay, so we got a little off topic there. Not really. We always do. <laughs> we always do. But we're really going to try for you guys this episode to keep it with one theme. And yeah, so we're going to start with this family life, okay. right? That's what you grow into, your yeah. family. You learn things from your parents and they 
really do shape you through their advice, experience, how they talk, how they act. So do you think that any family stuff connected you to your current anxiety? For me, growing up was like awesome. I'm one of four. I have an older brother and then me and then a younger sister and then my youngest brother and then I have a half brother from my dad. But like growing up for me was like living life. Like we all had so much fun together. When you have siblings, you have fun, you know, like we would play the floor is lava. Like I used to live in Jersey, so we'd have quads and like all of us would take our quads out. Just clapped. All of us would take our quads out and we'd have so much fun. So like growing up in like toddler ages to like 10. No, I feel like a little bit more than that. Toddler ages to like 12 was like the ideal life for me. My parents were still together. You know, like I was living life. I had the best time. Your parents are separated. Yes. So my parents are divorced and that's half of what it like all has come down to like all of my problems I have now are from that divorce that's where it like really starts like with my dad you know me you know like I have dad issues I feel like I talk about it all the time to shorten this story my parents got divorced like five years ago and nothing to do with the kids like got divorced for their own reasons and then my dad he didn't take it out on us but it's like he left my mom but he also left us you know, so it was more as if, like, I have a dad, but he's just not there. So, like, if there's anything in the world I'm jealous of, I will solemnly admit I am so jealous of people that have fathers. Because it's like I used to have it. I used to be daddy's little girl. I'm the oldest daughter. So my whole life, I was daddy's little girl, and then all of a sudden, it's like he's there, but he's not. So the fear of, like, being abandoned from like every father is a girl's hero you know what I mean like you grow up and it's like my dad's my best friend my dad's my Mm -hmm. hero my dad would never break my heart imagine being a 15 year old girl and your first heartbreak is from your own father like let that sink in it is so fucking deep for me and like I will never get over the fact that that was my first heartbreak like there were so many things that my dad has done and I love my dad but like there's parts of me that want to not like him for things he's done. Mm-hmm. And there's parts of me that want to love him because he's blood. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like a it's like a fully in-depth like story. It's like a really long history, but because of that, I have severe abandonment issues to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Like I've had it out for men half of my life. Like I've had so many incidents of like men treating me poorly or men leaving me in my life or me mm-hmm. not getting along with men or men taking advantage of me or only wanting to be with me for sex or anything like that so like after my dad left me and my family well it wasn't really like he left like it was my mom's choice to get a divorce but like he took that out on the kids you know like there was so much that happened after that where none of us believed him anymore and he was a liar and like all this shit to the point where like it's just like my abandonment issues from my dad are unreal. Like every person that walks into my life, like I think is going to leave me because you don't understand like growing up, my dad was my best friend. So it's like having, it's like giving a little kid a candy bar and ripping it away. You know what I mean? Like I've had my dad in my life and then all of a sudden he was just gone. I, like, yeah, I, I can kind of relate to that, but also not at all because I never had the connection with my dad ever to begin with. Yeah. But that makes it more sad for me yeah. and the fact of like, 
why didn't I get that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Of I have one memory playing with my dad when I was little and it was literally like I braided his hair and that was it. Like if it was anyone else, that memory would have faded, but because it was the yeah. one memory I have with my dad, mind you, my dad is very present in my life. I see him every day. But he's just how he was raised, I think mess him up. I don't know what happened. It's like a flip it was like fucking a, switch. Yeah. And that's that. that. And then he just wasn't there. It was like he was alive, but he was dead. In a way, like that's how I explained it to my therapist. That's how I explained it to my friends. That's how mm-hmm. I explained it to my mom. It's like he's alive, but he's dead, you know? Like yeah. he doesn't do fatherly like things with me, but he's alive. So it's like people who have fathers to me, like I have this intense, like, don't even get me started on, like, Father's Day. Like, I go into complete convulsion. Like, I can't talk to anybody. I can't look anyone on Super Bowl. You, you know me. You know Super Bowl. Like, I'm not on my phone the entire day because, like, that used to be my dad's favorite thing. Really? Yeah. Like, completely. Like, we would say, I love football. I love football. It's, like, my favorite sport to watch. And, like, me and my dad, I remember, like, when we were little, we would sit there and watch. And, like, we'd bond during that time. And, like, that was our time to be together. But, so now, like, on those days, like, I can't even, I can't grow past that. So, like, that's where my anxiety, like, kicks in for, like, my fear of abandonment. Like, that's what my therapist, that's what I work on the most with my therapist, is, like, constantly thinking, like, everyone's going to leave me. There has been so many, like, traumatic events that happened in my life. Like, my dad is just being one of them and was probably, like, the main one. Yeah. Um, that like, and then other things pinpointed off that and gave me like anxiety off other, other things. Like, it's not like I just get anxiety like every other week. Like I have anxiety every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you do too. Right? Yeah. Is that what you have? Yes, I do. I, and like I was saying, like, this is why we're talking about this is like, we're trying to dig into why we're like this. Yeah. Right. So obviously your dad in a sense abandoning you. Yeah. Well, abandoning you in general that contributed to your anxiety and so you fear people leaving you yeah it it could lead to a million different things that have almost exactly to do with the situation like men you're you get a little more afraid and you're a little more sensitive with commitment because you don't trust them maybe you know what i mean like it could lead to so many things it just branches off like a tree that stem from your anxiety now attached to your dad it's like my problem of like not trusting people like not trusting people to stay not trusting people to tell the truth like my dad had his phase of being like a compulsive liar like not I don't trust anyone like that's basically like half of my problem like anyone that walks into my life I'm like you're gonna leave me like your dad is like you're supposed to be your hero like your number one person in your life like imagine that number one person in your life just like one day being gone Like, he's just gone. Like, no memory. Like, nothing. Like, he's still there. I still see him. Like, every once in a while, I'll see him on on holiday sometimes. We'll go visit him. He lives not that far away. And so I'll go. Like, it's not that. It's just the point of, like, it's not the same. Like, it's the same exact analogy that I was saying. Like, giving a kid a candy bar and ripping it out. Like, I was a happy little girl, you know? Mm -hmm. I had everything. He would spoil me and all that shit. And then it just got ripped out. So, like, that was my fear of, like, me not being good enough for somebody, then everyone just lying to me or leaving me, and then my trust issues, like, that stemmed, stemmed from there. So that causes problems in my relationships. That causes problems at home. That causes problems when people tell me shit. It's like, do I even believe you? It probably causes problems with you for every single every person that single walks into thing. your life. Every single thing. And then on top of that, there's, like, so many other stories. Well, you go first, and I'll tell another one. Okay. Um... So I basically 
like I was saying, like my dad and me just never had a relationship to begin with. Like throughout the years, I would always want him and my mom to get divorced because of just how they were with each other. It was not physical abuse, but emotional abuse. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot like the show Made. If you've seen it on Netflix, I know a lot of people have that show. I really suggest you go and watch it because it literally can change your life. But what I was saying is it was like an emotional abuse always. So I just never had a connection with yeah. him. How am I going to miss you? How am I going to be afraid of you leaving? How am I going to be like, why didn't you text me the last two months? Like, how am I going to ask those questions and feel sad when I don't know you? Do you think you had that jealousy of people with fathers as well? Or no, because he was there? Um, I don't. No. I don't. I, I can't tell you why I don't feel jealous of that. I think it's because I just don't relate. You, like, you don't you, know how that feels to have exa- that connection. Exactly. Like, okay. You knew how it felt, um, yes. and then you lost it. Yeah. So if I never knew what it felt like, well, what am I missing out on? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, things like that. It, it's rough and it's also rough to talk about for the fact of like just like when I was doing porn for business you don't want to say too much yeah that's why I'm like trying to yeah like, like you don't want to give these intimate bad details yeah when you don't know but it's like this the struggle right now of being like well then you'll get it and then it's like but I don't want to do that to like my family I'm fine with my family now um but I mean, yeah, so basically not having a relationship with my dad, I don't know what that would have done to me. What do you think? Like, obviously, you don't maybe not know, but, like, what do you think? Like, because I'm genuinely trying to think, like, how can that contribute to my mindset? I know exactly how. Okay. I always have been crazy with friends. Um, Boyfriends, uh, yeah, a lot, actually. Anyone, I guess. Anyone I cared enough about to – I wanted them in my life. I was crazy. Like, I had best friends, obviously. I had twin best friends when I was, like, in elementary school and just growing up. I would get so jealous if they didn't hang out with me and they hung out with somebody else or if I wasn't invited. Like, I would call them to hang out and, like, play with me once they got home from school. Like, it got to the point where I would kept calling and the the aunt or something would be like, they're doing homework. They're still doing homework. And I would literally just sit by my phone waiting. And I remember, like, I would just call and call and call, like – I just like was so, I think when people are in my life, it makes me, I need constant like attention. Uh, yeah. Not like, even I, attention, like affirmation. Okay. Is that what it is? Reaffirmation? No. Like reassurance? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. All right. We love a smart girl. Anyway, <laughs> I need constant reassurance when people are in my life. Like that's a hundred percent That's me too. True. I, ha- I really did that too. Like a hundred percent. I think that's I because of my fear of like leaving. Mm-hmm. Like I need somebody to constantly tell me like they're here. They hear me. Like mm-hmm. they see me. Like they're understanding me. Like they're yeah. here. And it sucks because, like, it literally does affect me. Like, it affected me my whole life. Yeah, it only too. stopped when I got always reason because yeah. I didn't want to be disappointed. So I made a promise to myself, like, when I started the company, if a friend doesn't buy from me or if they're not liking and commenting on all my posts and supporting me, I'm not going to judge them and our friendship because business is different. Like, I yeah. needed to do that but because I, I knew the amount of hurt. That's important. You would have been destroyed. I mean, definitely growing up, it was rough. And that's why I have such a small group of friends too, is because I've been friends with them for so long where I know we're stable now. Yeah. You know, like to build a trust in a, trust in a relationship kind of thing. And I have that now with them. But I think that's why I probably have a small circle, why I want an intimate wedding. Like it can attach to so many things. And this is what we're talking about guys. Like 
what happened to your to you in your past could easily trickle down. Like who would have thought that me not having a relationship with my dad connected to me wanting an intimate wedding? You know what I mean? So you yeah. have to like look into these Everything things. Everything is connected. Everything. Like, I'm a big, like, universe girl. Like, mm-hmm. signs are everything. Yeah. And I think, like, I've always said it, like, every detail, everything that happens to you in your life, every trauma, every event, is, like, building you to be a certain way because that's going to benefit you forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm upset, obviously, because of what happened with my dad and, like, the not having a connection with him now anymore. At the end of the day, it was my first heartbreak. Every first heartbreak continues to like grow and build you into a better person. 100%. And because mine was so strong and hurt me so bad, it has made me so fucking strong. You know what I mean? Like I am a completely different person and I don't think that if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be as strong as I am now. Like I would never let a guy walk all over me because of things I've seen with my dad. You know what I mean? I think that's honestly a good thing that you're doing that we should do for the rest of this episode. It's like, yeah, okay, so this trauma made me like this in a negative way. But what you just said, in a positive way, yeah, it made you stronger. Yes. So like with me, in a positive way, I, what would it be? Like in a negative way, I have my walls up and I'm like super like needy and like you need to let me know you love me. And but care. in a way, like you've grown from that, you know, yeah. like you've overcome that. So that's, that's what it did true. for you. With you overcame, it, you made, overcame a challenge yeah. that you had when you were younger because mm-hmm. you constantly had that like reassurance, needing this, needing that, and now you're not like that anymore. So that's 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 a pat, pat on the fucking back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you overcame something, and for people who have anxiety, it's so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard to overcome something, and like I still struggle with so many things, as do you. And that's so important that you were able to do that, and like you were able to put that anxiety to the side of like constantly needing somebody to be like you know what you have great work you know what I mean you put that to the side and you were like you know what my work is perfect for me and that's how it's gonna be you know like you didn't need somebody to say that for you so that's a pat on the back you know yeah I think it's also hmm, I might delete this part I don't know um but with my dad he's a very angry aggressive man he's a narcissist Okay. So, obviously, not the best type of person, mm-hmm. um, especially to, like, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, like, a full-blown narcissist. Um, and just, like, when I was younger, he would be physically a little abusive. It never got too serious, but it was there. Yeah. Enough. But, like, I'm the only one in my whole family. Like, if he screamed or he yelled at my mom, she cowered. If he screamed or he yelled at, like, one of my brothers, they went in the room and wouldn't talk to me when I sat by the door. You stood up. I stood up. Good for you. When I tell you, I would, like, five years old to nowadays, I'm the only one who talks back to him when he gets, like, that really angry voice. Like, you know what's happening. Yeah. I get in his face. Like, I have vivid memories of him, like, this close to me, screaming at me and me saying, hit me. Hit me. I will call the police right now. Please hit me. I was terrified. Obviously, he would literally put me in a coma, like, at that age. But it was the point. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's important to mention and something I'm willing to share um, because, I don't know, I just feel like that was definitely rough um, growing up that way and scary. I would just sit by the top of my stairs to my basement. I would just sit there and listen to my parents fight. And I have a vivid memory sitting on the stairs next to my brother's. And I said to them, are they going to get divorced? And they're like, no, that'll never happen. Don't worry. And I'm like, 
but I want it to happen. And I was like literally and five. Just a kid. I was just a little kid. Like I literally my whole life, therapy, friends, I always was like, I don't want my parents to get divorced. They're just not right. But I mean, it's really awkward because like even now, like they really, they got better and they're in a better place now. Okay. But like, it's really awkward because like I lived at my childhood home, obviously with my whole family. And then my dad one day just decided to move out. So I actually, I do understand the abandonment a yeah. little. Not like you, because yeah. we never had that relationship. Uh-huh. But, like, I heard he moved and bought another house when I was in Cape Coral, Florida. We have a house down there. I literally heard him saying it through the other room. Like, oh, yeah, I got a new house. I'm like, you what? moved out? Yeah. Like, I'm like, are you guys, like, You're splitting up? <laughs> I was like, I walked in the room. I was like, where did you just, like, he where doesn't. Where are you going? He, he's not the type of dad to sit me down and talk to me about that. He's not the type of dad to... To take me out anywhere. In my sweet 16 speech, I said, Dad, I'm still waiting for that ice cream date Aww. in front of everybody. Because he, he always would say, oh, I'm going to get you ice cream. We're going to get ice cream. We still to this day have it. That's what we both have. See, we, we like, that got taken away. You know, like, you never had that, and that got taken away from me. So that's something we could both connect on. You know, like, yeah. when I would go to my friend's house and sit down for a family dinner, or even my boyfriend's house. Like, he has, like, beautiful parents. Like, loving, beautiful fucking parents. And, like, so do my friends. Awesome. Um, you sit there, and I just look at that connection, and, like, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. I wish that, like, well, it was still, still like that. Oh, you mean for you, like, your parents? Yeah, like, yeah. to see that. Like, to have, also, to, like, have that connection with your daughter. Like, some of my friends, like, have the most amazing connection with their dad. He does all this stuff for them. And it's just, like, to me, it's, like, that actually breaks my heart. Yeah. Because I wish I had It's like you're that. happy for them, of course. Of course I'm happy but for them, you know? like it's hard to see It's so hard to pass. see. It's so hard to see. Like, because it's just, like, I wish I had that, too. You know what no, I mean? I like. That. Girls compare themselves to, like, other girls. Like, I compare them. I compare myself to girls with dads. I'm like, I want that. You know what I mean? Like, No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't get, like, jealous like that. But, I, like I said before, like, I think it's just a lack of connection. There was just never that vibe. Yeah. Okay, I think that we said a lot about that the part. The yeah. dad okay. trauma and what led to that. And I hope you guys... I, I don't hope you guys can relate, but... If you're looking for something to give you clarity and you do relate, then hopefully this conversation helped you guys kind of put your finger on where your trauma and your anxiety is coming from a little. So let's keep going with this. Um, It's kind of like an introduction to us in a way, rather than us talking to you guys about like, oh, I could always reason. Oh, I'm in medical school. Like that kind of thing. We're doing an intro to our past because this is who we are. This is what made us us. Does that make this sense? This is what caused, like, us to be the way we are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, all of this, has all this trauma, all these mm-hmm. events, like, all these stories are what made us. And we feel as if we tell you guys this, that you will be more even open to, like, listening or be like, people are always in denial of, like, when they feel this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even, like, hearing two people talk about their trauma and, like, their past life, hopefully it will, like, un... How do you even say that? Like, un... A can of, open a can of worms into yeah. you being more, like, even true to yourself about open why you are the way you are. Open a can of worms is, like, a bad thing. Okay, but what's, Open like, your heart. <laughs> to like open open it up open inside. your mind open, open your it up mind inside. Yeah. and try to understand things yeah but yeah like I was saying with the intro like this is what this podcast is about so this makes more sense to us for this to be one of the one of the first ep- few episodes 
rather than a backstory of like, oh, I've been in a relationship for this long, or oh, yeah. I do this. This is more important. Like, if we're going to talk this about us, this. we're going to talk about us. Like, yes. we're going to talk about why we are the way we are. Exactly. So if you're a new listener, just keep that in mind that we're just trying to do an introduction differently because of the meaning of this podcast. <laughs> we're just like going off topic. Oh, he's a scumball. <laughs> What'd you say? Romy's just going off about something. We're like, Did you say scumming off? No, going off. What the fuck is coming off? Going off? Oh my god, I thought you said gumming. No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is gumming off? I don't know. I thought you were making up your own lingo. No, I mean I do do that, but no. Not, not this time. Not this time. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry about that. I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay, just a bunch of assholes making a podcast. Yeah, what do you expect, mm-hmm. guys? What do you fucking expect? Okay, so on to another thing. What else in our past? could relate to current anxiety, trauma, feelings that we have. You want to start it off? Yeah. I feel like, guys, like, I can go on and on and on, but, like, this is probably another one that I feel like is important to me. So, based on one of four, obviously, I told you before. So, yes. basically, my whole life, to my siblings, I have been seen as something else. You know what I mean? So, like, to my older brother, he's older than me. And to my older brother, I'm just the girl that his his hot younger sister and the boys want to, like, hook up with. Yeah. And then, so then there's me. And then there's, like, my younger sister. So to my younger sister, it was I – the boys only wanted to date her to come over her house and see me, the, the hot older sister. Which, like, oh how is that fair to me? You know what I mean? Like, my whole life I've been, like, penalized as something that I'm not. You know what I mean? And then to my youngest brother now, he goes to school. People pull up my Instagram, which isn't even fucking bad. Kids, 12-year-olds, pull up my Instagram to my little brother and goes, yo, like, I want to bang your sister. And that's messed up, too, because, like, boys don't want to hear that. Like, that actually And happen. it upsets him. So, like, yeah, to my whole family, it's like, Sydney, stop posting that shit on Instagram. Like, what do you mean? I'm not even posting anything bad. And I'm a really fucking confident person. I'm going to post when I think I look good. Yeah. I don't even post my body. Like, yeah, I have done it before. So is everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm confident. I'm allowed to be confident in my own body. But to my family, like, it breaks my heart. Because to my older brother, I was just a girl that his friends wanted to have sex with. To my younger sister, I was a girl that boys only dated her to see me. Because people would, like... What's it called? People would like pick on her and say that. Oh, like, yo, like, they'd snatch at her and be like, oh, yo, like, your sister Sydney, like, yeah, she's mad fucking hot. Like, guys only want to date you to see Sydney. Like, and then there's me. And I'm like, I'm getting blamed for everything. It breaks my fucking heart. Like, it really does. Like, I was always blamed for so much shit my entire life. Slut shamed. She posts this. She does that. Like, girls in my town, like, side note. Girls in my town would fucking talk about my Instagrams, like the older girls, mm-hmm. like when I was so in high like, school. Oh, she's a try hard. Yeah, she like she's she a fucking edits. try hard. She edits her body. She does this. She does that. Like, leave me alone. You well, know what I mean? Them, with them, that comes from envy and jealousy. Yeah, my whole fucking high school career was the older girls being jealous of me. The older girls talking shit. The older girls having a comment. I was friends with guys that were older than me. The older girls would fucking freak out. I dated Joey, obviously older than me. The girls in his grade would hate me for it. It was just like, I'm always looked at as this person that I'm not. Like, I'm so sorry that, like, people say that to my little brother. I'm so fucking sorry that guys only... I don't even think that's true. They just say shit. Like, that's not fair to me. You know what I mean? Like, my whole life, it's been like, oh, Sydney fucking Stabile. Like, not in a good way. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in a good way. So it's like, yeah, like people say I'm pretty and blah, blah, blah. And my older brother's friends wanted to get with me or like Alexa's guy friends wanted to see me or Joey's younger friends think I'm cute. But that doesn't make me feel good about myself. Like at mm-hmm. all, you know? Which will know that that's nothing that has to do with you at all. Yeah. That is literally you're just living your life and it's unfortunate it, who it's on is your sibling's friends. The ones saying this to them. And they shouldn't those, be doing that. The older brother. Like, his friends don't want to get with me. Like, his fucking... My sister. Like, the boys don't want to date her just because of that. But, like, my little brother, he gets picked on. But, like, that's my point. Like, just shut up. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, that's all I have to say is no, just shut makes, the fuck up. it makes complete sense. It's not fair. And I can't change who I am. Like, do you want me to, like, reconstruct my, like, my face? Like, ugh. So, wait, let's talk about this then. How does that contribute to your anxiety today? Because to me, it's like, I'm, I can never win, you know? So, it's like constantly, like, no matter what I do, it's, it's a target. I look good, I'm shitted on. I look bad, I'm shitted on. Like, just shit on me for fucking everything. So it's, like, constantly, like, growing up. That's not so much as my anxiety, like, right now. But that's definitely a huge part, like, in high school. And, like, mm-hmm. when I was a little bit younger. But, like, growing up, nothing I did was good enough for anybody. There was always a fucking comment. And that's why I am the way I am of having three friends. Don't, my boyfriend, my family, my dog, you, was, that's it. You know what it probably did for you? Tell me if you've been in this situation, oh, what was I going to say, when somebody's like talking to you and they're like, let's say, you're, they're venting. Friends, family, relationships are venting to you about shitty stuff in their life and then you agree or say like, oh, then me too. And then they're like, Cindy, stop. Your life is so good. Yeah, trust me. Like, that's going to happen so many times. Like, so, But then you get shut off. You get shut out. Besides from your dad, what else do you think like contributed you to your anxiety now? I think I relate to you a decent amount with what you just said. I had like a glow up mm-hmm. in eighth grade and then like high school. I was just, I guess, attractive. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just wanted me, but none of the girls would make an effort with me to be my friend. Like, you know what I mean? When you had all these friends and stuff, I didn't have that part. And I think it's because people looked at me. I, I just, I hate it. I hate the whole image thing. Yeah. I really do because my whole life I have been attached to this image that people think I am. The girl who, who comes from a family with money. The good looking girl. The girl in a long term healthy relationship. She has it all. She has yeah. a business. She yeah. has this. She probably didn't work hard for her business. Her daddy probably gave it to her. Don't her, this and that. Like it just, I totally understand what you're saying. When you say they're not looking at you, you know, they're looking, they're looking at you from the outside. They're not actually trying to get to know me. Um, but yeah, like that definitely with high school, I would say that contributed to a lot for me because it, people wouldn't talk to me. I think they thought I was a bitch in high school. Like I really think people might've thought that I, okay. So the thing is with what you were saying, hanging out with the older people, like the people in my grade to the sophomores, to the juniors, to the other seniors, like that was probably like why is she hanging out with the seniors the cool seniors like she thinks she's cool yeah like what is she doing like oh you're drinking she's friends with with him him. yeah like all of that kind of stuff like exactly and we were like we had like a nickname for it like a little like we were like the click or whatever the hell i got out of there quick though it honestly wasn't really good for me but um (laughs) and my mom 
fucking hated me for it. But like that kind of stuff. Like I remember people would always be like, oh, she's the Barbie. She, she, like I would do, I would tan a lot. Like I remember someone saying to me like, oh my God, she tans so much. Like, like just like, I don't even know. Like people were just fine. girls find anything to say about you. Anything to say about you. And that's really sad. Like I feel like I can think about like thinking about people in other towns and like other mm-hmm. schools, like I can definitely think of people that have had that image that like you are talking about yeah. of like being the Barbie, being like the perfect girl, like mm-hmm. being like every guy wants to get with her and like And like what does that do to you? Yeah. You know, like what does that honestly do to you? Like people from other schools I didn't know would come up to me. Like I had like a lot of followers on Instagram back then. Like yeah. when it was a lot yeah. it was like yeah, 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 yeah. 300 400 who even knows but like everyone would be like oh you have so many followers like oh my god your instagram like people from yeah. other schools would be yeah. like is that lexi zengi yeah when i first started dating tim his best friend's little sister um i liked her photo on instagram and there's a video of her screaming like lexi zengi like my photo lexi but then you go to school and like the, like people don't want to people aren't reaching out and talking to you people are trying to hang out with me I feel shut out if anything I feel like people are avoiding me yeah. so what does that tell me like what what am I I how am I supposed to figure out who I am when other people are doing it for me and I think that it's like they try to like know. Just, yeah they put out an image of you that like you didn't even approve you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's something that, like, they're doing for you, and it's just uncalled for and unexplored. Now, like, you're in a position where you either have to, like, reach up to that or, like, try to show people, like, that you're more than that. You know what I mean? So it can go in either and two ways. it's a ways. constant battle. And honestly, yeah. st- I still deal with it to this day for other reasons. Like, with Born for Business and filming the show, it was such a big thing. Even the producers would say, like, you don't look like someone who would have anxiety. Oh, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, say the same thing. What, what does that mean? Like, what does somebody anxiety? with anxiety look like? Yeah. You what? know what That's I mean? like an internal problem. I would say shut the fuck up. It comes from experience. And yeah. It comes from your upbringing and on things that you've been through. And, like, I would just have to answer, like, people my whole life, they thought what, we, what I literally just said to you. Like, thought this, this, and this, and that of me. And now it's, it's, it's the same for the fact of, like, I bet you there's people out there with me talking so openly about anxiety now that are probably like, what is she upset about? She's been in a long-term relationship. She's a business. It seems to be doing well. She is this. She is that. She is that. It's like enough. Enough. No. You don't know me. Yeah. Or these other groups. Like always girl groups. That was such a thing in my school. Clicks. Like where they put a title on it and shit. Like, oh my gosh. Going hard. <laughs> there was titles in my school too. Like so, I don't like, even remember that. But there was. It started in middle school and I just remember I want to be in that group. I want to be in that group. Like, invite me. Let me hang out with you guys. I'm friends with you. You. I'm yeah. friends with everybody in the group. Why can't I be in the group? And then, like, in high school, it, like, would happen again. Yeah. And I'm like, where am I? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, where where do I belong? And I cared. I cared so much to be in that group of people that I really didn't even know that I look back and I'm like, why didn't I hang out with that group? Because they, they're real. And they're a good time. Yeah. That's who I should have been focused I've on. I've different, like, friend changes in high school and like then I found my group in like the end of high school that I'm still friends with all of them till this day it's always a popularity contest and look like I hate the word popular too like I fucking hate it I don't know Mm -hmm. why I just do like I wouldn't even tell my I wouldn't even say right now I was popular just because I hate that word you know oh my god I had this really bad toxic toxic friend she fucked me up if we're talking about high school she like literally one time said to me I won't be friends with somebody if they're not pretty. 
she she was very like okay that. she was very like that but it was just really toxic for me like and it took me years of still wanting to be your friend and needing that validation yeah. from her after high school after I dropped out of college like years later we were still always kept in touch best friends and she taught me a lot about anxiety um and I'm gonna say this to you guys if you have a friend who makes you feel weird about your anxiety and openly tells you you're weird because of anything that has to do with your anxiety, maybe you bite your nails too much, maybe you shake because you're having a panic attack or an anxiety attack, and if they look at you and they say you're weird, you're bugging out, like, shit like that, drop them because they are fucking terrible for your mental health, I promise you that, and you'll be surprised when you don't even feel heartbreak from losing them because that's how good off you were without See, them. I can't relate to that. I've never had that. Oh my god, no. So I've had friends who, like, weren't me there for shit. me, and that hurt me probably the same way that, like, that hurt yeah. you. You're 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 okay. I this. I can go online. Um, no, but me and Cindy are just talking about like what else we think contributes to our anxiety and what's worth talking about. And I, I think anything that you genuinely in your heart contributed to your anxiety, like we're not trying to be petty when we talk about like girls and drama or high school. We're I that's not even petty you. though. Like I promise, every single one of you watching here has one girl who's been a jealous bitch over you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not even being petty. It's like, we all have girls that are, like, mean. Yeah. All have girls that have picked on us. All have girls that have made fun of us, our parents or, like, yeah. made fun of our family or, like, any of that shit. So, oh, yeah. not being petty is real. And I'm real. And so are you. I'm not yeah. going to, like, be if some fake person on If it is the reason here. that I am anxious today, yeah. I'm going to talk about yeah. it because that can help somebody Like, listening. if you were a bitch, I'm going to call you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you out right now. Thanks for giving me mental health problems. <laughs> Yeah, I, you will be getting the check from my therapist. You'll be getting the check. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so we covered, all right, so things that have caused our trauma, let's go through this. Dad, dad, abandonment. Abandonment. Lack of connection with my dad for me. Like, slut-shaming. Yes, slut-shaming. Well, no, that's not slut-shaming, what you well, talked I, about. I love What you talked about was more so people not seeing the real you because of your looks, like, well, what about I can't like, think of the word, but it's not slut shaming. Slut shaming would be like if somebody ever said to you when you're walking in the hallway or something like, "Look at that!" At oh my god, <laughs> I just remembered a memory. I just remember. I just remembered a really horrible memory. Um, okay, if you want to get into slut shaming, I can. I can talk about slut shaming. They would talk about your. Problems. I have trauma from slut I'm not shaming. Joking about it, but no, like it actually no, like that. Not happy you brought it up even as a joke because it made me think about something yeah. super important um that contributes to a lot of problems I have today and really quickly we're the most like cons like we don't get with people no we've been in long-term relationships like, no, yeah I've been in love with the same person forever and so is you now that Sydney brought up slut shaming yes that contributes to my trauma today and it will all make sense in about a moment so with me um, like we were talking about before, I was, I was also looked at as a really pretty girl. It started in eighth grade. That's when like, I kind of got attractive. And at the time I was in a long-term relationship. Okay. Um, so people would always go to me and they would just shit on my boyfriend. Like people would come to me. I was like in love with this guys person. Guys You mean guys? Yes. Only okay. guys would okay. always, cause this is when I got attractive. This made guys all of a sudden want me. Really and they scared. looked at this guy. They didn't respect him. Even though they were friends, they did not respect him by any means. Tim? No, not Tim. This was before Tim. Okay. But they would be like, 
oh, I shouldn't be saying that then, but, <laughs> but people would just come to me and they would just shit on this person. Okay. I'm not going to say what they said and hopefully I can edit around it, but in middle school, I was in a serious relationship with someone, and this is when I got attractive, final year of middle school. All of his guy friends, best friends, would flirt with me. They would text me. They would try to get me to break up with him constantly. They would just shit on him yeah. and laugh about it. But the point was, they wanted me to hear it and leave him. Yeah, so that's when I, I first got attention. And then out of nowhere, like, we broke up, and it was like, fucking, every guy friend I had would text me. Like, I got really close with guys because I think girls... I don't know if they were threatened by me or if they, maybe they just didn't like me. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't likable. I don't really know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know what it is, but it, it escalated so much throughout the years. Like I vividly remember being in high school. Like I sat with, um, a bunch of guy friends at every day at lunch. And I remember one day I was wearing a dress and they went under the table and were videotaping and trying <gasps> to like get my like underwear and shit on their phone and I looked at it back then like it was so normal and laughed it off with them and said stop like they never got anything but I look back at that now and I'm like that was literally sexual so like did that abuse get in a way. sent around no but if you want to talk about that um, <laughs> I could talk about that too. okay here's the thing um I'm not, this is another thing I might edit out but um when I was in that long-term relationship in eighth grade, we dated for like a year. I took nude photos on his phone, just like top, so boobs. Um, and his friends, like I said, every guy was like obsessed with me at this point. And also keep in mind of my body. I have boobs. I have an ass. So I also immediately, I'm looked at like a sexual person and that is a true thing like if you're if you're listening and you relate to this you know like I could be sitting next to Cindy right now and we if we were wearing the same thing like let's say a crop top and jeans I would look slutty yeah if I got no ditties because you know, not even like that not even like that like uh, yeah I have big boobs and I have a butt so like I I I know this from high school I know immediately I'm always gonna look sluttier yeah like it's not my fault it's yeah. my body yeah. So certain I, tops, like. I had that in high school when people were still like developing. I was, I was there. Like that yeah. shit was fucking there. So guys were <laughs> very attracted to that. Um, and that's why they would do these things. But anyway, so my boyfriend at the time, he, his friends wanted my nudes so badly, so badly. And they would just joke about it with him. Like he wasn't productive or anything. They ended up, they ended up getting them in exchange for candy. Um, my boyfriend at the time made a plea deal. That's fucking disgusting no like when I tell you uh that fucked me up for life uh for multiple reasons that I can go into um so yeah my nudes got sent around and um they were all over people in high school wanted them people years older than me websites they were popping up on I was calling the police I was trying to do everything I can to make this end and avoid this and it just wasn't happening one day I remember so vividly I was walking in the hallway and there was a group of guys that were like I think a year older than me they were standing in the hallway and I walked past them this was like months after the nudes even went around but they were like one of them yelled I saw you naked and it was just so disgusting it was just so disgusting like I remember this like it was yesterday, I went to go to the doors where the staircase were was, and I opened the doors, and I 
took my hands down. I go in my head. I'm like, I'm just so fucking pissed. I'm going to go back there. So I walked back to them raging. I was like, who the fuck said that? Which one of you was it? Who said that? Oh, and they all looked scared shitless. I can't even tell you why I scared them, but I guess like the rage in me was so clear that they were just like staring at me with blank faces. I was like, oh, no one wants to tell me who the fuck said it now? No one wants to tell me who said it, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, he did. And I knew it was, I knew who was, who said it. But I was like, no, he did. Like, I just blew up on them. Do you know how uncomfortable it is to walk through your school hallway and know that everybody has seen you naked because you have the most desirable, I'm putting quotation marks, desirable body. It was so hard. I haven't sent a nude photo since that day. I've been in a relationship for nine years. I have not once taken a nude photo. There are times, and Tim knows the signs, um, in the beginning of the relationship, it was a lot worse with Tim when, like, he would, not even sexual, if he went to touch me, if I had the nudes in my mind, I would do this, like, um, this thing where I just kind of covered my chest, like, with my hands, cross my arms and cover myself, and I would just, like, go like this and, like, kind of shake a little, and it was, it happened often to me, and I would be like, I'm sorry, it's like you can't touch me right now. Yeah, I've had that. And when I tell you, like, it's insane to me the amount of trauma that this caused me. It's just disgusting. Like, I feel dirty when I'm having sex. Um, I didn't know this about me for a long time. I just thought, like, my anxiety made me not as sexual as a person. But no, it affects my sex life completely because there are times when I feel dirty. And I didn't know it for so long. I would just be crying during sex. And I'd be like, it's not Tim. What is this? This is literally like making me. It's bringing like up shit Yeah, you. it's like triggering me right now. No, I would literally like, I've never talked about this openly. I actually, um, I, for Born for Business, I had a whole interview that was hours long. I broke down. It was all about the nudes, all about it. I asked them not to air it and they didn't. It was a whole segment on it. And I said, I can't, I can't do it. I know now because I heard someone say, like, the, I didn't know you could feel dirty during sex, and that could be something that stands in your way, but I feel like a dirty person. I feel guilty, like, as if I cheated, which I've never in my life done, not even emotionally. I felt this fucking guilt. I was crying, and I'd be, like, shaking, and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. It's not you. Tim, please don't feel bad. I don't know what's wrong for years. And then I just stopped. I just stopped having sex for a long time, and then I realized what was happening with me and I kind of learned about anxiety more and you know so it helped with that but yeah no something that happened to me in eighth grade still to this day haunts me it it haunts me it has affected my life pretty severely um and yeah I mean I just remember like this guy this guy, I wanna, I don't know, you probably have, I know you, cause I know your stories. I know you have someone like this, an ex, that you, if you ever saw them in person, there's so much you want to say and do and just fucking freak out. Like, do you know you ruined my life? You took this away from me. Yeah, that, that one line, that one line sticks with me till the day I fucking die because you took this away from me. Yeah. Because, like she just said, I had an ex, and he thought that he dated me for more of who I was. He reminds me a lot of my, the guy I'm talking about. He does. 
dated me for more of what I looked like and I will never forget he would show all my nudes to obviously his we were dating like and I'm not proud of it you know I'm gonna come out here right now they're trying to show off I'm not proud of it for like doing that with him and like letting him take pictures of me and blah 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 but he'd show his friends fuck that Fuck that stereotype of what you just said where, like, you're not proud of it. Fuck that. You were dating him. You had every right to do that. Nudes aren't frowned upon now. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I trusted him. You didn't do... Exactly. That's That's what... I trusted him. He, like... If he's listening to this now, like, to be honest, like, I really don't have any... I don't hate him anymore for what he's done. I've moved on. I'm, like, in a happy relationship. But what he did was take my... I don't know how to explain it, but he took it away from me. He showed all his friends my nudes. Something he I showed all his friends videos of us. He showed everything to people I did not give approval to see me fucking naked. The only guys that got to see me naked are my boyfriend. And that's that. Or guys who I was like hooking up with. And that's that. He yeah. took that away from me. He fucking showed his friends. He showed his friends at school. He showed his friends at parties. He showed pictures. He sent videos of me and him to the girl he cheated on me with. And said, I'm going to blank you harder. Like, can we just take a fucking second? Can we take a second that he said that? I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for my ex-boyfriend to do me dirty like that. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for him to go in school and be like, yo, look at my girlfriend's asshole. Like, not asshole, but like, yo, look at my girlfriend. they think they're cool. They think they're cool. They're literally like, yeah, look what I did. Oh, I did. Look what I did. That's exactly what mine would do. Exactly. What That's my was. point. It like you're not like, cool. It was this masculinity that those guys were craving. In and you want to know how I found out? His like best friends told me all that. So oh, mine too. Yeah, like what? It's so funny to me that it was for both of us, their best friends. Of course it was. That says so much. Like, are you literally? Kidding? You know what they were thinking, right? Like, oh, this is gonna make her break up with him. Well, I don't think it was in like for me. It was for you, it might have been that. that. For me, it was like you're dating a douche. And they're it like, I'm trying to tell you that your boyfriend cheated on you with this, 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 this person. Yeah. And then he also showed everyone your ass pic. And then also showed a video of you too. Like, that's what he low-key did. I remember um, back in the day, there was this thing. Do you know the anonymous website? Formspring. No. Okay, so, yeah, I want to think. Is it like S.FM? Like, I don't like know. That. I don't even know what that is. But basically, that's like, so you had two different things. Basically, it was form spring, and what it is is you get a page, and anyone could write to you anonymously. That's like, yes, that which is like fucking terrible, mm-hmm. so toxic. But <laughs> people would like. I remember vividly this girl. Who knows if it was a girl or guy? I mean, they were anonymous, but they were on my page. You're disgusting for the nudes. That's so slutty. Blah blah blah. Slut shaming me. And then I remember writing back an explanation, and it was literally like. I didn't want him to jerk off to porn. I'd rather it be to me. When I was, like, literally 14. Okay, I've heard that before. Literally anyone could, like, Tim could watch all the porn he wants. I totally fucking with that. I'll watch it with him. But the point is that, like, back then that was my reasoning. And I was just looking for anything to say that could make it better. And they were like, how does that make it better? You were also young. Let's be real. I was so young. Like, when I tell you, this got so bad. Like, it got to the point, like, I had to go to his house one day with my mom and sit down with him and his mom. And talk about it because the mom actually was on my side. Like she was like, "That's fucked yeah. up." And then we were like, "We're gonna press charges." And she mm-hmm. was like, "Please, please don't." Like obviously that's her son, but oh my god, it was so it was so messy. I mean, it's just it's we've just both been through hell with guys, but we're so fucking lucky now that like it's mm-hmm. not like that anymore. Well, listen. So let's.
get back to it. What about our ex-boyfriends cause trauma for trust us issues. now? Because, trust I mean, issues. I mean, really, like, the whole fucking send out my news, plus the getting cheated on, like, once again, ties back into my hatred for men. My See, with me, it definitely is trust issues, plus feeling ashamed of myself and yeah, my body. Yeah, 100%. Because and, I, and I felt used. sexual problems, which leads to my fiancé thinking that there's something wrong with him or me in the relationship, like, why are you having sex? When really it goes way back to when I was 14 years old and that happened, you know, like, so guys, everything connects. So now we've talked about dad problems and how that past trauma for both of us made us blank and blank. And then what did we talk about after that? We talked about girls in high school and how that trauma made us. I'm like, yeah, this way. Being viewed the way I was yeah, being like viewed the wrong way. People. Feeling like we will never be heard. You ever done a trauma egg? Trauma what? Trauma egg. Egg? Yeah. What's that? You should do it one day. I've done it before. It is Tell an us. egg. Is you can literally look it up on Google. Just like an egg with like little sections and you write all of your fucking traumas in each part of the egg. And it's such like a movement, like in the end of the. So you take an actual egg and you write your trauma on it. No, 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 like a printout. It's like a coloring oh, egg. Oh, okay. Like it's a printout of an egg, uh-huh. and then there's like little sections in it. I like, for example, I'd be like, like dad. Then I'd be abandonment. like, like abandonment, like Trust cheating, issues. getting cheated on, like, and then being like, my news getting like showed to other people, yeah. and like, just it's everything. It's a trauma egg, and like you write down all your traumas, and it's kind of like it puts reality into the face of you and shows you all of where everything came from and then I sat there and I burned it it's like it's like no, something no, you teach I, you in I, therapy yeah no I believe you my best friend's mom is a therapist and she like did that with me one day and yeah, then I went and home and printed good. it out and colored it so I was like all right I'm gonna burn this shit well, me, like, burn my I don't care if these things like seem childish or not but like you need to write shit down guys oh you God. need to Figure out what your problems are. How are you ever going to fix your problems and your issues if you don't face them and figure out where they're stemming from and what even they are? You need to know that stuff. Okay, guys, that is it for this week's episode. We know we hit you with a lot, and I am so sorry if this triggered anyone. We put a trigger warning, so hopefully we avoided that. And Let's take some deep breaths, honestly. Yeah, ready? 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 All right. You feel good? We feel good. We feel better. I feel proud of us for opening up and just this episode in general. I didn't think that we would do it so soon, but I'm happy we did to set the tone for what this podcast is about. I just feel like it's important to, like, obviously listen to a podcast about girls who are, like, labelizing themselves as, like, unstable. Yeah. And, like, jokingly making it, like, bitch, but, like, Mm -hmm. unstable. You know what I mean? Like, it's important to talk about why we are the way we are. Exactly. And, like, these events that has caused us to be, like, major downfalls on our life. You know what I mean? So, and like, it's important for our listeners to look within themselves now in their past. You know, guys, like, maybe write on a piece of paper, like, we would write dad, high school like slash girls, your trauma ex-boyfriend. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Make your trauma egg and really look into yourself and what could cause these problems for you. Because for me, I feel like I really learned a lot about myself that I didn't even know. Like, even you telling me the trauma threat thing, like... I didn't know that. I knew I always felt that feeling and you just made it obvious to me like what that is. Like, yeah. I know I, I feel like I've learned a lot about my anxiety and myself, which now I can take that information and apply it to when I'm feeling a panic or anxiety attack and tell myself, this is why you feel this way. It's not just a random thing in your head setting you off. It's no, real. It comes from something 
that you went through or an experience. It all comes from that. This is why, like, that's what my therapist tells me. She goes, sadly, because of everything that's happened in your life, it has caused a chemical imbalance. And it happens. It's trauma. Trauma yeah. is deep. Trauma takes the energy out of you. It takes everything out of you. It takes it makes you exhausted. It makes you mentally. exhausted. Just like panic attacks. It, it fucking you drain so the energy out of you. That's yeah. what trauma does. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, that's... I'm here to admit, just like you too, that, like, mm-hmm. I suffer with mental illness. And, like, so do you. And, like, that's what happens when people go through hell. You know what I mean? But, like, we're still here. We're still fighting. We're still trying to get better. And that's all that matters. And, like, we're, like we said, we don't care if it hits one person. If one person listens to this and relates and is like, damn, I'm not the only person that went through that. Like, and she's okay. Like, she's still here. And, like, so are you. You know, like, that's the only thing that matters. Like, you're still here. You've been through hell. And now you're getting better just like us. So anyone who's listening to this, I went through any kind of trauma like give yourself right now a pat on the fucking back because you're still here yes you You are are still here here and you survived that trauma and you're okay and i mean you're still fighting it and you're taking the wheel back and you're trying to figure out how to get through it and that's everything and we are so proud of you anyone here is listening who's been through anything like we are so proud of you me and cindy's dams are always open always open to talk do not feel weird do not feel weird for reaching out, even if we don't, if you don't know us or you used to know us. It does not matter. We are here to help you. And one eight hundred unstable bitches Instagram. You can DM that as well. If you have any questions, we want to start answering questions at the end of episodes. It could relate to anything. It doesn't have to be all anxiety related. It could be, it could be about medication, medication, tips and tricks, like yeah. literally anything. It could be about us. relationships, relationship advice, like literally, guys. Hit us with your questions. Please DM 1-800-UNSTABLE-BITCH on Instagram with questions. That's what we'll do next week. Yeah, at the end of episodes, we're going to start answering your questions. We love you guys. We love you so much. And we'll We'll see see you unstable unstable bitches bitches next Thursday. Thursday.